And welcome to USA Wrestling's Matt Chat Podcast. Today we are talking with the Matt.com Wrestler of the Week and Busy Father Tommy Rollins. How's everything going out in Ohio, Mr. Mr. Daddy Daycare? It's going pretty good. I'm watching the kids and my wife out Christmas shopping and uh, enjoying a few days of rest and recovery from a very difficult uh, training competition phase. You had said uh, before we had started this interview that uh, you're looking forward to a really long vacation or a well-deserved vacation. Why is that? Well, I wouldn't call it a vacation. I just need a um, maybe that's what I how I worded it. But uh, I've been on an eight-week, uh, pretty pretty intense training competition phase all over the world. I've been in Russia, Phoenix, Vancouver, Colorado, New York, back to New York. And, and in the midst of all of that, going through very difficult training sessions with all of that travel. So, you know, it's been, it's been a long, long, long phase, uh, five competitions in eight weeks. It makes me feel like I'm in college again. So I'm enjoying, I'm getting ready to enjoy a five or six week period where I'll still be tra- training at a high level, but, um, but I will, uh, you know, not be training or not be traveling that far and, and being able to spend some time with the family and, and rejuvenate for the big winter tour schedule. What is the training situation like at the Ohio Regional Training Center? Well, it couldn't be better. I mean, we have six guys training full-time for the Olympic Games. We have a, a, a world-class freestyle coach in Lou Roselli who is not the head coach of the collegiate program, so he certainly is able to, to put in the time with us. So we have freestyle-specific workouts on a daily basis, sometimes twice a day, and I obviously have a great workout training situation with J.D. Bergman, who's currently the number one American at 211, and Terrell DeLagnev, who's a world medalist in my weight class. So when it comes to training partners and, um, you know, coaching, it couldn't be better. And then to top it all off, I received great funding from the Ohio Regional Training Center, and it's my hometown as well as my wife's. So I guess it couldn't be better, to be honest with you, Jason. Yeah, other than I, th- I think the scenery out here in Colorado is pretty nice. I know with the Pikes Peak every day, but uh, yeah, you spend a lot of time in Ohio and Columbus, obviously being being a native. But uh, is it kind of fulfilling in, in a way to be able to train for the Olympics and reach that go- uh, reach toward that goal in 2012 and be able to do it at a place that uh, you had a lot of collegiate success? I think so. I mean, uh, you know, it's a very familiar town for me because I grew up here. I went to college here. Um, the, the community is is behind my efforts and and you can't help but notice that when you're living in the town that uh that 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 you you know were fortunate to have some success at the collegiate level. So I think it's uh important. I think it helps me. I think it helps me push John and um obviously I have a lot of family in this city, so uh it, it couldn't be more of an ideal situation to be honest with you. As noted by your victory this weekend up at the Northeast Duels that got you the Matt.com rush of the week. Uh, beat, a, beat a Russian in two periods and, and controlled handily two zero three two. Uh, what's it like wrestling against a Russian in a situation like at the Northeast Duels where there are a lot of people watching? I mean, there's a lot of fans there who yeah. watch the college event, and then this is kind of a bonus for them. But what's it like to be able to wrestle in front of that many fans, uh, at least internationally? Well, it's very exciting to wrestle a Russian in front of an American crowd. I think I've only done it one or two other times. And um, to be a part of, of a great collegiate event where the fanfare is certainly – uh, present uh, only motivates you more just to be able to wrestle uh, a high quality opponent uh, on on our turf, so to speak, has always been a, a great thing. As far as a training cycle, you explained it. How was it was eight weeks. You've been all over the place, but 
Uh, how does it train for a duel? I mean, is it just continue on in your training and rather than peaking for a specific tournament competition, or is it just kind of an exhibition, you throw it in there, hey, what happens, what happens? Well, yeah, I mean, you never step on the mat with uh, any, any other mindset than I better win the match. But um, Les Sigmund was originally scheduled to take that match, and I took it on fairly short notice. It was about two weeks before uh, the match actually took place where Zeke asked me to be a part of it. And obviously, with it being Thanksgiving week, it wasn't a typical training week. It certainly wasn't uh, considered when I, when I did all these other competitions. So I had to bear down and get tough and um, just find a way to win. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't hesitate when, when, the, when the opportunity was presented to, to wrestle a high-quality opponent uh, in the United States. It's something that, you know, we travel uh, halfway around the world, spend all kinds of money with USA Wrestling or Sunkist um, to have that type of experience. And to be able to just skip on over to New York and get that right on my home turf is, is an opportunity you just can't pass up. And I think I've learned that uh, through the course of, uh, you know, training on this level since, since I left college. It's an opportunity you should pass up. Do you think it was easier for you to accept it on short notice, being a heavyweight, not having to uh, to suck down to to you know some of these weights that are with seven weights, it's kind of spaced out. You're kind of fortunate in that respect. Yeah, it probably helped a little bit, but those guys had a four kilo allowance, so I think that anyone, uh, given the allowance, uh, would have would have taken that that match on short notice. And like I said, it's a great opportunity. You can't you can't uh, you can't replace competition and uh, anytime you can put the singlet on and have a rep out there and have a high quality opponent is something that will will help you out tremendously americans have typically done well internationally at the the heavyweight weight classes i st- as i look on my desk right now at the bruce Baumgartner bobblehead he had loads of success i think that's an understatement but the depth of the american uh, heavyweight class i mean you're training right there with with Tervel delagnev as you alluded to earlier the world uh, bronze medalist from uh, 2009 but as far as the depth, how much does that help, uh, not just being able to get matches uh, you know, with your training partner, but here domestically to prepare you for overseas competition? Well, I mean, the ultimate goal is to be an Olympic champion, and, and to be, to do that, you have to get through the country and, and be the number one guy uh, by the middle of June. So, um, you know, having that level of competition, having in the back of your mind the war that you're going to have to go through to get on the team to then compete for the ultimate goal, which is to be an Olympic and world champion, is it's something that, that is on your mind all the time, keeps you prepared, keeps you on edge uh, 12 months out of the year. And the, the better the competition, the better the result that American wrestling is going to get uh, at the end of the day. So uh, it makes work a lot tougher for me, but it's, it's ultimately the best thing for American wrestling. And, and I'm glad that the heavyweight weight class is, is able to win on the international level, not just with one guy, but two, three, four, you know, possibly even five guys can really do some damage on the international level at the weight class. After the, after the uh, 2007 Worlds and then the, the Olympic trials, you took some time off. And What went into that decision to take some time off away from wrestling? Well, yeah, it wasn't really time off. I never once pictured uh, wrestling past 2008. It was always my you know grand plan to be uh, an Olympic champion in Beijing and move on into the business career that I had been looking so forward to and um, you know start, to start my family and, and focus on my family and my business career the way that I've always planned and you know, it just came down to, uh, you know, after about a year of being in the business world and really enjoying it, tr- truly enjoying what I was doing, and I'm excited to go back, but it really just came down to the fact that I want to be a 41-year-old guy uh, wishing that uh, I should have gave it uh, as many opportunities as I could, could give it to achieve my dreams. And, you know, physically, uh, we don't stay at, at a world-class level forever. So I want to seize the day, so to speak, and, and exhaust this opportunity and, 
that's why I'm back and training through 2012. As far as the training environment, we, we go back to this with, with Tervel specifically since he's uh, one and two. You know, he's been on a world team, won a medal, yeah. was, was second on the ladder last year. What's it like for you guys in terms of your interactions? You know, you guys are going to be wrestling each other, and, and you, as you have in yeah. the past frequently, uh, to train with each other and then know, all right, well, this is the guy that's making me better, but that's the guy I'm going to have to beat. Yeah, I think that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into play when, when I am when I have a willingness to train with Travel Delagnev every single day year-round and, and then him wanting to do the same thing. But when you're trying to be the best in the world in the highest weight class, there aren't many partners that can give you um, a tremendous challenge to prepare you for the level that you want to be at. So uh, those demographics, in a sense, kind of narrow your training partners right there. And obviously, uh, Travel and I are going to have to go at it. Um, to, to, to decide who, who moves on amongst other people. But Travell and I are, are going to have to wrestle each other to, to see who goes in one of the games. And I just couldn't uh, face an opponent every single day that I didn't share a common interest with and didn't go about the same lifestyle uh, together. And, and Travell, uh exudes professionalism. Uh, I, I respect and admire how he conducts himself off the mat. And that allowed for us to, to, to benefit from each other's presence and train together and I think that he probably thinks the same about me. So it enables um, us to have a good training environment where we respect each other, we're, we're friends, and we're able to separate that when it comes down time to compete. And we've only competed once, and it was at the New York Athletic Club Tournament two weeks ago. And, you know, obviously it got a little awkward there for, for a few hours or maybe half the day. But um, I, I think those potential drawbacks when it comes to competing against each other and the awkward moments, uh, they, they, don't, they don't compare to the benefits that I'm getting year-round by training with one of the best wrestlers in the world. And, and um, you know, I, I fully expect and, and hope and have a goal of being the Olympic champion in 2012, but and it's not going to be me. I certainly hope it's Travell because uh, us beating the tar out of each other, you know, every day and there's only one guy at the end, I certainly hope uh, that, that the product of, of that training environment at least produces one Olympic champion. So that's that's the plan there. and. Like I said, it's it's not easy, but at the same time, it's a no-brainer in terms of what I want and what's best for me in my training environment. Well, in terms of the, the heavyweight class, as we speak on this more, is you had a lot of battles in college with Steve Mako when he was at Iowa and, and then at Oklahoma State. And looking at the depth of it, you're wrestling guys that are on the ladder that you didn't compete against much in college. You know, Les Sigmund was a Division II guy. Travell Delagne was a Division yeah. II guy. Blake Gillis was a Division three guy. And then you, you go deeper in the ladder. Yeah, Aaron Ansbaugh, you know him pretty well. But yeah. what's it like getting those different looks now compared to, you know, maybe say, seeing the same guys in college? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just a whole new field. And uh, you just got to learn about each guy, respect what they're good at, uh, try to exploit what you think might be their weaknesses. And most of all, just worry about yourself and compete. And, uh, you know, it's a whole new field. But it's it's very similar. You just You just got to... Yeah, it's a battle of wills, and you got to beat the guy in front of you. And they're certainly very talented and very good at the sport. Otherwise, they wouldn't be training for the Olympics. And um, you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting six or seven months. Just uh, you know, I thought I was back to what I needed to be at a physic from a physical standpoint in June. And um, now, looking back on it and how I'm wrestling now and how I feel now, I wasn't really anywhere close. So it's been an interesting transition, and and competing against new people in the midst of all that has is made for a you know, uh, an interesting and frustrating and exciting six or seven month period. And I'm just really excited to start off on level footing this coming winter with the winter tours and the U.S. Open and the trials. And just, you know, I feel like I'm fully integrated back into wrestling and, 
and ready to compete at the highest level and, and have, you know, supreme focus and just the type of mindset that I know you need to have to, to win the world championships and, and obviously be on the world team. As we go with all the family support and things of that nature, which wrestlers have become accustomed to over the years, uh, you're one of the few guys that are on the ladder that are that are married with kids. I mean, there's a couple a couple other ones that have you know, either recently married or they still haven't had the kid thing. But how's the family thing work with all this travel and <clears throat> being a newlywed myself? I guess I'm kind of uh, well, I don't have to compete. It's I'm sitting here with the travel and the wrestling. I mean, how how do you balance that? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, uh, I guess not obviously, but at least for me, there's no way I could be doing this without my wife's blessing. And more than her blessing, I, I she encouraged me to to get back into the sport. She can see that, um, you know, she's a, she's a college athlete herself, so she knows what goes through an athlete's mind in terms of, uh, you know, not wanting to have any regrets. And she encouraged me to get back into it. She just knows me well enough to do that and um, is very supportive and, and obviously takes care of the kids when I'm away, you know, 100 to 130 days a year and, and does a lot of amazing things that will force me to be uh, indebted to her for the rest of my life. So I appreciate her support, she's kind of the backbone of the family. And regarding leaving my children, that's something that I don't think I'll ever get used to. My wife's an adult. She gets it. She understands the deal when I'm gone a lot. But my daughter is going to turn four in January, and she can't comprehend everything that I'm doing. So it kind of breaks my heart when I'm leaving, but it, it motivates me more to make it worthwhile and, and uh, you know, represent myself and the country the best I can and, and compete and win. And we're talking with Tommy Rollins, the Matt.com wrestler of the week, and making that run towards 2012. And as far as there's been a lot of discussion on the state of the freestyle program, from where you sit, where do you see the state of the U.S. Uh, freestyle wrestling program? Well, it's hard to take one weekend or one piece of, of, this, of, of the overall body of work and be highly critical of it. I mean, I guess just from a guy that's been participating in sport for a long time, clearly – the World Championships is not what anyone wanted or expected, and it shows that we have a tremendous amount of work to do. But I think that overall, uh, if you look at the results over uh, from a body of work standpoint, um, things are going in the right direction. Are we at where we're capable of, and are we at where we want to be, and are we at where we should be? You know, absolutely not. And, and Coach Jones reiterates that uh, continually in a positive way to the national team members. But I think overall we're moving in the right direction. And uh, you just need to continue to create an environment that that uh, fosters, you know, championship performances. And I hope that that uh, that I can contribute to that uh, this year at the World Championships and at the Olympic Games, and even even sooner at the Euregan tournament at the end of January. Jake Herbert was alluding to that Euregan earlier when we did a uh, podcast with him earlier this afternoon, which folks can listen to on the mat.com. But look forward to tracking your progress. Congratulations on the mat.com wrestler of the week. Honor, and we look forward to seeing you in competition throughout the year. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate all you're doing. All right, that was Tommy Rollins, and this is Jason Bryan for the USA Wrestling Matt Chat Podcast.